Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Victims and Villains presents Fear's Tribulation by Matthew A. Basil. Act 1, Scene 1. A spotlight shines on a lonely hospital bed. On it lays Olivia, gently sobbing. The emotion known as fear steps toward the foot of the bed. I have tried to keep you safe, Olivia. And now, look at you. Who who are you? You can see me? How is that possible? How should I know? What are you, and what are you doing in my hospital room? I am the capital emotion you would call fear. I am one of the keepers of this world. More ancient than you could possibly imagine. Without me, all of you would surely not exist. It is I that spurs the antelope to run from the lion, and likewise, it is I that spurs the lion to seek shelter in the storm. I don't believe you. You're some lunatic that snuck into the hospital. I am no ordinary mortal. How would I know that you cry yourself to sleep on the last night of summer because you dread returning to school so much? Or how scared you got when Violet turned into a blueberry in Willy Wonka. So much so that you have always been afraid of trying to eat new foods and still won't touch blueberries. If fear is a real person, then why isn't laughter a person or joy or fun? Or You refer to my relations, pleasure and love. Everyone prefers them, even though all three of us are the capital emotions that govern life. Why are you here if you govern all life? Why me? I am not limited by the same rules of time and space that you are. But as to why I was watching you sob, I'm afraid that is because I have failed to protect you. Protect me? It is my job, my identity. One can't be anything other than who they are. Let me get this straight. You have been responsible for all of my fears. And that means it's been you who has made my life a living hell, and you say that you were doing it for my own good? My efforts were to alert you to the dangers of this world, but you, like most, have always fought against me and my endeavors. Because I didn't want to be scared. If I left you, then something bad might happen. It did. And now I'm probably going to die. So tell me, what good are you? I see. Perhaps you are correct. I just don't understand why you tortured me for my whole short, pathetic time in this world. My intention was never to torture you. 
nobody ever understands my true purpose. That's why I have to work so diligently. Yeah. Well, thanks for nothing. Get out of here so I can at least die in peace. Fear, with head bowed slowly, walks away from Olivia's bed. The lights go down. Act 1, Scene 2. Lights fade up on a desolate but undefinable place in space and time. Fear comes onto the stage, pacing back and forth. I don't understand it. What am I doing wrong? Love enters the stage. Fear, my dear relation. I came as soon as I sensed you needed to speak with me and it was urgent. Whatever is the matter. Have you not seen the world? Death, destruction, misery? They all run rampant on Terra. Well, yes, it is a bit messy, but love heals all, you know, so it's nothing that one can't fix. It is not your place to fix it. I am the one who instills caution in all who fly, walk, swim, slither, or crawl. It is my charge to ensure they remain safe and out of harm's way. I am their protector. Not to be critical, but it doesn't seem to be working. Of course it's not working. They aren't listening to me or heeding my warnings. They fight me at every turn, no matter what I try to do for them, especially the humans. Love, fear, and pleasure are the gears that keep life moving. That is the, that is the charge the three of us have as capital emotions, which is why I've called you two here. But where's pleasure? You know pleasure. Easily sidetracked. Pleasure enters the stage. Did I hear my name? You know I can't resist it, since tingles all over my body that just feel wonderful. Pleasure? This is serious. Our relation is in distress. I am in distress because our charges are in distress. How can I perform my duties for Tara if everyone resists my efforts to keep them safe? If one of the three of us falters, life falters. I wouldn't say that's completely true. What? Look, I'll spell it out for you because love over here is too sweet to do it. Fear is not needed. How can you say that when the three of us were assigned to watch over all beings? All sentience search out pleasure <clears throat> or love. That is what drives them. Nobody wants to feel fear. They avoid it at all costs. Exactly. But by doing that, they have forced me to work harder for their attention. You shouldn't have to work at all. Isn't that right, love? I think that life on Terra just needs to forget about fear and pain and all that negativity. It drives people apart, and life isn't a solitary pursuit. Well, pleasure can be, but it, it is more fun with a partner. I know sometimes life forms can be misguided. I mean, look at humans. For all their accomplishments, they think emotions come from chemicals in their brain, if I understand it right. They have no clue how life works and that we emotions give them the gifts of experience. I think you're getting off point here. So can we wrap this up? It's kind of not pleasant telling someone that they're worthless. Don't put it that way. Look, fear. What we're trying to say is that maybe at some point, fear had its place. But life has evolved to a point where it does more harm than good. The meaning of life is to come together and grow. Your fear seems to be stifling that. You're telling me that I'm meaningless, that I can't share my gift with those who dwell on Terra? <laughs> I would hardly call it a gift. I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm just trying to be realistic. Don't worry about the ones on Terra. I will handle it. They just need a good dose of love. And pleasure. What is pleasure without love? 
You see, we work well together, but fear prevents the life forms from finding those things. You understand, don't you? Then why? Why was I made a capital emotion if I get in the way of life? Because when life forms start out, they must stay safe long enough to make more life forms. That's where I come in, of course, the, uh, the making more. Again, I think love is what truly brings people together. Hey, chicken, egg, etc. Regardless, now that life is so much underway, it no longer needs a heavy hand from you. It needs more love. And pleasure. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wound you, but you asked for help and guidance, didn't you? If you both can truly fix Terra's inhabitants, then go and do it. Leave me be. Will you be all right? Just leave. But my speciality is bringing people together. It goes against my job description to just desert you like this. You've done enough. Thank you. Come along, love. There's nothing more to be said. Fear has always had more fun in seclusion anyway. Pleasure and love exit the stage. What they said can't be true. Fear has to have its place. If I have no purpose, then my existence has been a waste. Resentment walks onto the stage. Don't be so hard on yourself. You think anyone ever saw a purpose in me? Oh, be gone, resentment. You're a parasite. You see what I mean? Everyone always hates on me. They always think I'm only out for myself. And you aren't? No. Far from it. All I want people to do is to see their full potential, all they can have if, if they just simply took more from life. Take pleasure and love, for instance, ousting you from our little club when everyone knows you are more powerful. You heard the conversation then? Every word, and it was a travesty. You're fearful crying out loud. You make the strongest and biggest of terrorist inhabitants tremble. You can bring entire societies to their knees. They were threatened by you. If I am so great, then why do pleasure and love get all the adulation? Because they're suck-ups. They leave all the heavy lifting and serious stuff to you. You're the disciplinarian, and they're the fun parent of Tara's children. Is it any wonder why everyone chases them and leaves you out in the dark? Literally, I suppose, sometimes. I do work. Painstakingly. Relentless, even. I take my job seriously and do all that I can think of to do. But I have never gotten any recognition or praise for it. Exactly. Your work is lost while love and pleasure have songs and sonnets written about them. I would imagine that's painful to deal with being so overlooked, despite you trying so very hard. It is. Anger enters the stage. So, let's do something about it, boss. Anger, now what are you doing here? Resentment sent for me. Said you were in trouble. I am not in trouble. Just unsure. Because pleasure and love benched you, right? That don't sit well with me, boss. Stop calling me boss. I am not your keeper. But you utilized me from time to time to get Terra's peeps out of a jam. We made a good team, didn't we? You have a way of charging a situation. That's right. But you're intense. Sometimes 
too intense. There's no such thing as too intense. My fierceness intimidates you because I get results. You're just yellow-bellied when it comes to change. You claim that I, fear, am scared? I don't get scared. You are afraid of failure. What are you talking about? That's fear's biggest fear. That's why you called pleasure and love for counsel. You felt you were failing, Tara, and were desperate to fix it. The three of us were made the capital emotions. We govern life on Terra because that is what was seen as fit. Well, something seems to have gone awry then. Exactly why a new day is dawning. We need to shake things up. Something different is needed. Change seems to already have happened if fear has been ousted by pleasure and love. Do you believe what they told you? I don't know. I don't know. All I do know is that I have been more than attentive to the needs of Tara's children. All I wanted was to keep them safe, to teach them what I knew to be wrong or dangerous for them. But clearly, I have failed them. You failed them because love and pleasure undermined you at every turn. It's their fault. They snatched all the glory for themselves. You deserve so much more than being cast aside for your efforts all over the millennia. Which is why we need a revolution. I agree. Love and pleasure squander terror, but you can take what they have and know the true value of it for your hardships. Assume your rightful place as rule, I mean, keeper of terror. is what you deserve. Resentment has his hands over fear, mimicking a puppet master, controlling his puppet. No, it is not their fault. Be gone from me with your deceptions. You're a coward for not doing as resentment says. Together you and I can brandish who we are and remake terror. Both of you seek to change the way things are in life. That is not our role as emotions. I'll give me that, bull. You change and influence all the time by stopping others from doing what they want to do. That's why your popularity rating is a big old zero. I will not tolerate your brand of corruption. Well, you were the one who called us here. I did nothing of the sort. Don't pretend like you don't want to see love and pleasure fall fall off their throne. Be gone with you, both of you. Fear battles resentment and anger until the two run off, leaving fear once more in solitude. Could they be right? Did I corrupt life? Did I unleash terror on them to bend them to my will? Is all their misery really my doing? Guilt enters the stage. I would say that is a fair assessment. So now you have come to judge me, Guilt, as you do to all who tread on Terra? And do you not deserve judgment for the mess you've made? I sought to do my task as well as I could. They did not want to hear your voice. Perhaps you managed to save a few lives, but at what cost? And what would you have me do differently? You were headstrong from the start. You felt entitled destined for greatness, and in your zeal you stomped out life. I protected life. (laughs) If you are the great defender and protector that you claim to be, then why are you without friends or allies? Would not a guardian be adored? You do not even have friends among your fellow emotions. That is why I find you now here, alone. I'm here with you, am I not? 
Not one creature wishes for you to be by their side. The emotions stay clear of you as well. The same could be said for you. Mm, Touché. But I serve a purpose, however unpleasant. There are also those who do wrong by their brethren, and I make them see that error so they can correct it. But if I make them afraid to do those wrongs, then they have no need to feel guilty. (laughs) And how well has that worked? Face the truth. You serve no cause but your own follies. Do you truly believe that? The proof is in the life on terror. You have brought the misery and destruction to them. I come here to ensure you are held answerable. Is that a threat? Merely a statement of my existence. I hold all accountable. You have done more than hold accountable those who have wronged the community of life. I have seen you afflict beings with your discernment well enough. Only because you instilled the fear of consequences in them. It always comes back to fear. Suffering is birthed from fear. Therein, you are responsible for all the suffering of this world. No. Fear lashes out and starts to battle guilt. You can fight the truth all you want, but truth does not hide forever. You have contributed nothing but pain. Once you realize that, then all of creation will be better off. Fear manages to fight off guilt. Left alone once more, fear collapses in anguish on the stage, sobbing. (sighs) It's true, then. I am a failure. I have done nothing to contribute to life. I so wanted to make my mark, but in doing so, I have injured all souls. Fear continues to sob. Sorrow enters the stage and sits beside fear. So it is you who weeps so bitterly. Sorrow. So you have come to torment me as well. Is this my punishment for tormenting the individuals on Terra? I come not to punish you. I am drawn to all of those who are despondent, as you well know. Tell me your misfortune. I have come to realize the damage that I have done to life on Terra. The hatred for me is warranted. Yes. I have spent time with many of those who have felt your touch. So you agree? that I have been a detriment to many, and yet you have said nothing to me in all the time we've spent together. I try to absorb the hurt of life. I do not measure its cause. I have not understood the beings of Terra, and likewise, they have not understood me. But now I see all too clearly how much I have wronged them. I have not kept them safe. No, instead, I have pushed them further into harm's way. For that, I deserve my woes. I've never seen you like this. The old me was blinded by what I thought was a righteous purpose. This is now the true me, so you should go, for there is nothing you can do here. I have no more will. The living are a funny lot. Life is but a comedy, or it is a tragedy. Those that steep in sadness for lo- long for things to be different, but do nothing for it. Are you saying that I have given up? Isn't that what you just proclaimed? I have pushed and tried with all my might. I have racked my mind and my powers to move the most stubborn of those who sit on Terra's back. I kept trudging forward against all the resistance because I believed that I would find the answer. I believed my path was well-founded and pure. I would save and care for all under my charge if I could only reach them. 
So you see, I have never given up. But because of that, there is now nothing but grief for myself and all who I have touched. Ah, you don't think I have struggled with my lot as well? You think it easy to be pummeled with the despondent? Life is difficult. You and I wallow in those difficulties. That is our fate. You sit here in morose asking for an answer. I have no answer, but that is what it is. So take my company or leave it. I do not wish for any company now. I am not worthy of anyone's consideration. Sorrow stands outraged at the rejection of fear. That is how you feel, then so be it. I go about my work trying to clean up your messes. I've weathered the storms of anguish that you leave behind in your wake. And now that you yourself experience that same storm, you push me away? I simply know that I am not worth your efforts. You always were solitary. Your work was the only companion you could stand for very long. And now that you find it valueless, you are truly alone. Farewell, or fare not well, I tire of caring. Sorrow exits the stage. Sorrow is wrong. My work is more than valueless, it is detrimental. If I am honest with myself, I have never found joy in my existence. I thought if I could protect those on Terra, it would bring me satisfaction. I thought if I could be validated by seeing my work bear fruit, then I would find my meaning. But now... I am like this void around me, so therefore I remain committed to this void until the ends of time and space. Fear lays down defeated. Terra enters the stage, but Fear does not notice. I do not think that would be wise. Fear spins around and is surprised to see Terra. He instantly bows before her. Terra, forgive me. I failed in my service to you. Please. Accept my deepest apologies. Terra gently lifts fear to stand. The only failure you have committed is this talk of absolving from your duties. Nothing I have done has brought any good. I've only caused those on your back to stumble in the flow of life. I have nothing to contribute. I see. Tell me, does a young hatchling fear falling out of the nest? Yes. Of course, for I bestowed fear upon them that the fall would be fatal. Which, of course, keeps them safely in the nest. But does it not serve another purpose? I do not follow. Do you not give fear to the birds so they may understand the power and beauty of their wings? Are you insinuating that my task is more than ensuring the safety of your dwellers? They are responsible for their lives, just as I am responsible for the challenges I pose upon them. You, though, are the bridge that they must cross. There is a reason I charged you alone as the emotion capable of touching both pain and exuberance. As you usher my children from one to the other, their true majesty is revealed. No one has received exuberance from me. When you show them what they can overcome, you give them a zest for life. You take them from one perception to another. You're a part of creation itself. Look at what I have done. Look at the state of those that dwell upon you. It only means they are ready to cross the bridge. 
to be reborn just as the egg cracks or the seed in the darkness of the soil ruptures. You just need to stand with them. I don't know that I have it in me. I do. That is why I made you special. Lights fade down, and then a spotlight comes up on the hospital bed with Olivia still laying on it. She seems to be trying to sleep. Fear walks over to the bed and grasps Olivia's hand. Olivia jerks away at Fear's touch. What are you, what are you doing back here? Making sure you see your wings. Spotlight fades out, and the stage goes dark. If you or someone you know is listening to this podcast right now, and you're struggling with suicide, addiction, self-harm, or depression, we encourage you guys to please reach out. This is the heartbeat of why we do what we do. Suicide is currently the 10th leading cause of death in the United States, and as of this recording, there are 132 suicides that take place each and every day on American soil. And when you scale back internationally, there are 800,000 successful suicides. That is one death roughly every 40 seconds. So if you or someone you know is struggling, you guys can go to victimsandvillains.net forward slash hope. That resource is going to be right in the description wherever you guys are currently listening or streaming this. There you'll find resources that include the National Suicide lifeline which is 1-800-273-8255 you can also text help to 741-741 we also have a plethora of other resources including churches getting connected with counselors lgbt resources like the trevor project and also veteran hotline as well please if you hear nothing else in the show, understand that you, yes, you listening to this right now, have value and worth. We get it. Suicide, depression, mental health, these are hard topics, and the stigma around them doesn't make it any easier. But please consider the resources right in the descriptions below, wherever you guys are listening, because, once again, you have value and you have worth. So please, stay with us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Act 2, Scene 3. Lights fade up on the void within time and space. The stage is empty as resentment and anger walk on. Fear is being a coward resentment. It's a time for action. I agree with you, Anger. An opportunity has presented itself with the capital emotions splintered. The current turmoil gives us more leeway to act. The only question is, 
how? Who cares how? We just start busting down doors till we get what we want. And what is it we want exactly? Uh, um, things to be different. Yes, change is a good thing. We just need to make sure that it is the appropriate change. Guilt walks onto the stage. I agree. Adjustments should be made. Fear has wreaked havoc for far too long. Although I am unsure of the full intentions of you two, I do believe that we can work together for an end that we all see fitting. So, Guilt, you're willing to join Anger and myself on our crusade? If it will ensure fear no longer complicates life, then I am. So long as you promise to be forthright with me, for I do hold all accountable for their actions. Fair enough. And what say you, Anger? Are you willing to go against your old comrade? If it means actually accomplishing something, then sign me up. Fear has become too short-sighted lately. So the three of us are in agreement to alter the ways of life, but without a means to do so. I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> Aren't you the schema? Hmm. If I had a way, it would have already been executed. But a capital emotion, I am not. Nor am I as smart as others give me credit for. So I will need the two of you to figure something out. There must be a way to conform to a better process. I may know of a way. Sorrow enters the stage. Sorrow! What brings you to this revolution? I can no longer absorb the misery of life on Terra. It is too much, and I do not want to end up like Thea. Ah, but isn't struggle the way of life on Terra? Fear sees to that, but it doesn't have to. Which is why we are all here having a conversation. But you, Sorrow, said you know a way to remake the flow of life. The flow of life is controlled by the fountain of life. Never heard of that before. Nor I. Is it like a wishing well or a drinking fountain? It is far beyond that. More profound than I can say with truth on my lips. Terror keeps the knowledge to herself of its exact nature. She does not trust us emotions. I do, however, know that it is what guides creation. Change it, and our lots will all shift. I don't necessarily mind my lot. I just think the community of life would be better suited to other endeavors. With the fountain altered, we can remake the entire world. It is an ancient force even older than Terra. That is why Tara does not let it be known or talked about. For if we had access to the fountain, she would lose her hold on all power. I do think we need to change things up. If we find the fountain, we can get, we can all get what we want. If this fountain be such a secret, how do you know about it? I have spent eons taking into myself the turmoil of Tara's inhabitants. While doing so, I have felt its touch without mistake. I may not know where it is, but I know it exists with all of my being. If we find the fountain, we can all get what we want. If this fountain be such a secret, how do you know about it? 
I have spent eons taking into myself the turmoil of Terra's inhabitants. While doing so, I have felt its touch without mistake. I may not know where it is, but I know it exists with all of my being. Then I say we work together in finding it, ensuring that the four of us, our governing life, will put things on an excellent course. I think that is a solid plan. Let's do it. Sorrow, since you felt this fountain, by all means lead us in finding it. As long as you, resentment, give me your word that this anguish of all who walk, crawl, swim, slither, and fly will no longer be my concern, despite whatever your honest intentions may be. I promise that their suffering will end, and with it, yours. Sorrow, anger, resentment, and guilt walk off stage. Lights fade down. Act 2, Scene 4. Lights fade up on fear, now in the countryside. I see and feel every insect crawling on the ground, every bird flying in the sky, and every fish that swims in the stream. Yet what am I doing now? Meeting this young woman out here in the fields? She is but one drop in an ocean of life. What could I truly hope to gain from such a tiny piece of the mosaic? Luna enters the stage. Hello, Fear. Do I know you? Ouch. All the times we have crossed paths and I made that little of an impression? Don't get that often. Name's Luna. Ah, yes. You're Tara's sister. My apologies for my forgetfulness, but I'm a bit distracted right now. I'm meeting a human here, one who can see me, in an effort to better understand my own purpose. Sounds like fun. Mind if I tag along? Do not take offense, but I do not see any reason for you to do so. I see. Well, I'm not going to cry over the rejection. I just thought you might want some help. What with the whole fountain of life revolt going on? I beg your pardon? Oh, you didn't hear. Resentment, anger, guilt, and sorrow have started a revolution. They have vowed to find the fountain of life and bend it to their will. What is this fountain you speak of? Supposedly, it controls all of life. But you know how people blow things out of proportion. This is horrible. If what you tell me is true, this could unravel everything. They must be stopped. Why didn't Tara contact me to address this at once? You know my sister. She prefers to let you emotions sort stuff out yourselves. If it be the four emotions you named who are doing this, then it is my rumination that spurred them. Furthermore, as the emotion charged with protecting all sentient life, it falls on me to rectify the situation. What about that human you were meeting? I do not have time for such folly now. Actually, they say the life that my sister has on her knows how to find the fountain the best. Maybe this human you're meeting can help you. You mean Tara doesn't know where it is? Nobody does from what I heard. That's ridiculous. How then does one even know this fountain exists? Intuition. Then the human must lead me to the fountain at once, before my actions cause any further harm. Don't tell me. Tell her. Here she comes now. 
Olivia walks onto the stage. So you're actually meeting me out here. Olivia, something has come up. All of life, I fear, is now in danger. You must help me find the fountain of life. What are you talking about? I came out here because this is where I grew up, and you said that you would help me help. One more time. What are you talking about? I came out here because this is where I grew up, and you said you would help me make peace with all the fears that you shoved into my head. Things have changed. I have learned of a threat that must be prevented. You said you can go anywhere or whatever, so go take care of it. I've been trying to get rid of you all of my life. I've been made to believe that you are a key asset to my mission. <laughs> An asset. So you're just like everyone else. You just use me to fill in whatever you're looking for. My parents used me to make everyone believe that we are a happy, loving family. And my teachers used me to demonstrate to other students how to behave because I was so quiet. And my classmates, well, they used me as a doormat. I'm just whatever anyone needs me to be. And I'm not convinced that you aren't a figment of my imagination even. But either way, after almost dying, I'm done filling other people's needs. This isn't just for me. This is a serious matter for all of us. I never got anything that I wanted, so why should anyone else? It is clear to me that people took advantage of you, and for that, I am sorry. Yes, that was one thing you didn't try to protect me from, huh? I meant what I said in the hospital. I very much wish to make amends, to show you your potential. And one of the things you have to offer right now is leading me to the fountain of life so that I can stop some errant emotions. I'm not exactly sure what you just said, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about anything you want. Olivia turns her back on fear defiantly. How am I supposed to help you and everyone else for that matter if you don't help me? <laughs> Beats me. Oh, just let her do whatever she wants. She is just a mere human. She clearly does not grasp the gravity of this affair. Excuse me? I'm just a mere human who is too dumb to get anything? At least I understand you're a jerk. Luna smirks. Will you please explain to her how serious this is? Who are you talking to? I think she can only see you. <sighs> Olivia, am I to understand that you cannot see the woman that's standing here with us? <laughs> oh, great. Even my delusions have delusions. It's a good thing I'm here. You two are so stubborn, you have just sat on this hill for eternity. And what do you propose we do? We go through my childhood like you originally pr promised. I wasn't. I think her plan sounds like a good one to me. Olivia, can you just pardon me for one moment? Whatever. Fear takes Luna aside. We just let her reminisce about her childhood traumas and phobias. How is that going to help us find the fountain before the others do? The inhabitants of my sister are a tricky bunch. They don't do what they are told very easily. I think a gentle touch will work better. Don't forget, I command the great oceans. Do you think that doesn't take some finesse? Oh, very well. Since I can't think of a better plan right now, we will try it your way. 
Fear and Luna rejoin Olivia, who still has her back to Fear. Oh, you're back. Goody for me. We will forget about the fountain for now, even though it is a pressing concern. Let us go for a tour of your childhood home as we originally agreed upon. Is your imaginary friend coming too? She's not my imaginary... Light touch. Remember, humans believe a lot of crazy things. You gotta let some of it slide. It all evens out with how much they do try to understand. If you say so. Where would you like to start, Olivia? You dictate the day. Olivia turns to fear. Seriously? (sighs) Well, let's see. Um... I came out here to play a lot when I was little, mostly by myself, and here's where I found that dead frog. I saw it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to die someday, too. And then I remember that I heard somewhere that they carry disease, and I became panicked, and I worried that I touched it, and I was going to get horribly sick and die. You made her afraid of nature? I was doing my job, trying to keep her safe. I assume that was directed at your imaginary friend. (laughs) Well, what'd she say? Nothing important. Tell her she doesn't need to be afraid of the cycles of nature. That's how Tara does things. And how do you know how Tara does things? I'm more than just a freeloading sibling. I help keep her balanced. You arguing with yourself is not helpful. Sorry. Those thoughts I put in your head are not necessarily wrong. You will die one day, and you can get sick. Duh. I just got really sick, and I almost died. Oh, I guess now the frog doesn't seem as alarming. You're saying you no longer are concerned with it? It just just doesn't seem as big in my head. Like, I did it already, and I can do it again. (laughs) Not that I want to, of course. So, you admit that my fears did inspire you? No. But living them made them less real, somehow? Like, I still would have preferred you to not put them in my head in the first place. I don't see how your fears ever protected me. Like, over that hill is the house where my dad died. So, how did you protect me from that? I have no control when someone enters this world, or leaves it. Then... What do you have? Sorry. Then what right do you have to tell people what to stay away from? Olivia turns her back once more with arms crossed. That's one smart young woman. Luna, are you here simply to just antagonize me? No, I just find it fun. Well, I don't. Oh, great. Here we go again. That's the trouble. You never had any fun with your work. What I do is very serious business. It was never intended to be fun. That's pleasure's role. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't people go to amusement park rides to get scared? Well, I never understood those people. Why would anyone willingly imitate danger? Sounds like they learn to have fun with the dark side of things. Maybe you should lighten up. I am still not convinced you serve a purpose with us. So if you want to stick around, I would watch how much you irritate me. This is ridiculous. Is that a threat? Does it scare you? Not in the least. 
I just don't like to be threatened. Then it works out, because it wasn't a threat, just a condition. Look, look, if you're just going to argue with yourself all day, I can find better things to do. If I irritate you so much, why are you bickering with me and ignoring the human? Olivia, I am sorry about your father. Uh, it wouldn't have been so bad if my mother had, you know, actually been a mother. You have always had Tara as your mother. And who is Tara? The planet you stand on, of course. Oh, okay. So you're saying Earth is my mother. Well, I don't remember her tucking me in at night or making my boo-boos go away, so it doesn't really help me. I'm trying my best here, but I do not understand where we disconnect. Well, we obviously have a pretty big one here. I'd say so. Just tell me what you want me to do or say. I don't know. <laughs> I never knew what I wanted out of life. I was just always too scared of it. Well, that is no good. A life should be lived. Perhaps I should have entrusted you to the care of love and pleasure. Uh, sure. What the heck? It's got to be better than dealing with you, so go ahead. Give it a try. Very well. I will. Pleasure and love enter the stage. Here, my dear. Whatever are you doing? I thought we told you to take a rest and we would handle things. Who are the women with you? I'm Luna. Don't mind me. I'm just observing. For now, at least. Oh, yes, Luna. Of course I remember you. But fear... What are you doing with a human? This is Olivia, and she has not known much of what you and Pleasure give. You know, I'm just about done watching you talk to yourself. I'm talking to Love and Pleasure because you wished me to summon them. Can you not see them? Mm, no. Peculiar. You can only see and hear me. I guess I'm just that lucky. Uh... Him, uh, why did you call us, Fear? I need you and Love to help this young woman. She's incredibly valuable to a mission I have to complete. Is that the only reason you're being nice to me? That's why you're trying to fix things, because you need my help? No, that is not the only reason. <laughs> I should have known. Nobody does things for me without expecting something in return. Olivia storms off stage. Olivia, wait. Oh, poor lass. This is why we told you to leave things to us. Well, then help her, then. I'm afraid some people just don't know how to let us in. Their hearts and minds become hardened. It's a shame. They become afraid of even us. This is what we've been trying to explain to you. We can't reach her when she's like this. We'll try giving her some time and space. Time is not a luxury we have, love. The fountain of life is in jeopardy. Do you not know this? I have no idea what you're going on about, but isn't the world always ending with you? Tara has not told you what resentment, guilt, anger, and sorrow are up to? Tara has just told us to keep doing what we're doing. So that is what we're going to do. Don't worry, you two. I'll make sure fear here doesn't cause any more trouble. Thank you, Luna. Love and pleasure exit the stage. How dare you presume to be my keeper? Relax. I was just trying to get rid of them. 
but they are what Olivia needs, and we need Olivia to find the fountain. They deal with the lighter things in life. They can't help Olivia where she is now. And you can? You think I have a dark side for nothing? You have no influence over her. You're not an emotion. But you are. So let's find her. She must be asleep. I can't locate her. Lucky for you, I'm a creature of the night. So sleep doesn't pose a problem for me. Luna searches while fear follows her around, agitated. Resentment and anger surprise them by entering the stage. I take it you two are searching for the fountain? You do not know what you're doing, Resentment. The consequences could be catastrophic. You're just afraid of change, boss. That's why I had to join up with Resentment and the others to make it happen. You will see how much better things are once we fix the fountain. It doesn't need to be fixed. You do not know what you're tampering with. Says the emotion who is always preaching caution. We know full well what we are doing. Do you two truly believe things should go on the way they've been? The destruction, the woes, the suffering, it's madness. No, no offense, anger. None taken. Do you really want to see it continue? Do you really think we could make it any worse? You always said you wish things could be different, didn't you, boss? I would never go this far. That's the problem with you, Fear. You too rigid. Life isn't meant to fit in a box. Isn't that right, Luna? I will not argue that statement. Whose side are you on? My own. Whose would I be? Face it, Fear. You've always longed to control the inhabitants of Terra. Embittered that no one saw things the way you did. You tried to teach them, but they didn't want to listen. Nobody wanted to listen to you, but you wish they would listen. So let us change the fountain. That would be the wake-up call for them and alter their ways. Change is a good thing. The moon changes all the time. Once again, I will not disagree with that. Well, come on, boss. What say we work together? I have long desired to be heard, and you are right. I did crave change. With a burning passion, I waited for it. Well, it's here. So why do you stand against it? Because you're afraid terror might disapprove? Come on and think for yourself. I do not know why I stand against it, if I'm honest with myself. See? We don't need to be adversaries. I'm not even sure what I will do when I find that fountain. I can tell you what you will do. You will seize the opportunity that is rightfully all of ours. So let us find it together. All right. That's about enough. You two should not be going anywhere near that fountain. And what qualifies you to determine that? Yeah, we never elected you to be our leader. You're just a side character that hangs out in the sky all by themselves. I am much more than that. And I wouldn't recommend finding out firsthand. So I think it's wise if you just left. Oh, you dare threaten me? Let's go then. Anger tries to charge at Luna, but resentment gets in between them. Save it, Anger. We have no reason to fight it this time. Fear, think about what we discussed, and when you come to your senses, let me know. 
Anger and resentment exit the stage. Maybe they're right. Perhaps I am afraid of change. Or perhaps this could all just be a test that Tara is putting forth. It's normal to be hesitant about change. You change all the time. Do you fear it? Of course. Why do you think I have come to help you? You've come to help me? Well, I've yet to see it. Cute. But I'm being serious. I'm no stranger to your ways. I, well, I've always respected you and all the good you do. Then please, educate me, Luna, because I currently see no benefit that I bestow upon this world. You are the only emotion that understands both sides of life. That is where you, and even Tara, I feel, are wrong. I have nothing of the lighter side of things. I know only death and forlornness. Aren't we lucky, then, that I have a light side and a dark side? I am beyond any help. Maybe. But either way, we should probably find Olivia and check up on her. After all, night is going to fall soon. How do you know? Did you seriously just ask the moon how they know night is about to arrive? Come on, silly. No one has ever accused me of being silly before. Then they just haven't spent enough time around you. Luna and Fear walk off stage as the lights fade down. How would you guys like to help us get mental health resources into schools, conventions, and other events? Well, now you can. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash victims and villains for as little as $1 a month. You guys can help us get mental health resources into current and upcoming generations educate and break down stigma surrounding mental health suicide and depression and you get exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else and you guys can tell us which nicholas cage movie you want us to cover and we'll do it all it takes to get started is to go to patreon.com forward slash victims and villains or simply click the link in the episode description wherever you guys are currently listening or streaming this episode. Pick your tier and get started today. Yes, it's that simple. So quickly select the tier that you want and help us get hope into the hands of the depressed and the suicidal today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Act 2, Scene 5. Lights fade back up, and it is now night in the countryside. Olivia walks onto the stage. Even fear is just like everyone else in my life. I'm just a prop to everybody. Olivia, why are you doing it that way? Olivia, we need this. Olivia, why do you always have to be so difficult? Just once, I want somebody to ask me what I want. Or at the very least, leave me alone to do what I want. It's gotten dark already. Guess I'll have to sleep under the stars like I did when I was little. <laughs> and mom and dad's fighting was always so loud. I'll find my way back home in the morning. I doubt my mom will even notice I'm gone. Olivia lays down and goes to sleep. 
After a moment, Luna and Fear walk onto the stage. See, Fear? I told you I would find her. Luna, I must say, I'm impressed. I watch a lot of people sleep. Fear gives Luna a look of concern. Not in a creepy way. <laughs> I will rouse her so we can continue our journey. Let her rest. But time is of the essence. I know quite well how tenacious sorrow and anger can be in their pursuits. Oh, and you aren't? A good night's sleep will help her calm down. Besides, I thought you weren't sure what to do if you found the fountain anyway. I cannot let Tara down. That being said, I have looked upon life and tried to serve it well. Clearly, my actions have only proved detrimental. I have hurt people, Luna. Certainly, I have. The world is not how I envisioned it. For those reasons, perhaps a new course is the best alternative. Spend too much time on one side or the other, and you think that's all there is out there. If I did not change, then the humans would think everything is always meant to stay the same forever. See, I tried to spur organisms to address the dangers that were posed to their existence. They only made things worse, especially the humans. It's not because humans hate you. They just usually lack the awareness of their duality. I suppose I lack it as well, since I wasn't aware they were creatures of duality. All of Terra's children have duality. Terra herself is a planet of life and death, pain and comfort, conflict and peace. I am not like you. I do not shine light down on this world. My tools are only death, conflict, and pain. And what great tools they are. Well, well, here you are with a human and a planet. I thought you wanted to be left alone. Sorrow enters the stage. Technically, I'm a satellite, but I never liked that term. Sorrow? What are you doing here? Is it true what I've heard? That you joined resentment, guilt, and anger against Terra? Answer me why. After pushing me away, you kept the company of these two. The young human can see me. I'm trying to understand life through her. And Luna here insisted on accompanying us. Now answer my inquiry. It is true. I'm tired of the sorrow of the world. I have been steeped in it for a millennia. I have heard the birds cry out, the screams of the great beasts, and the sobs of the humans. I can't take it anymore. So yes, I have joined an effort to end it. I understand, and I share your frustration, Sorrow. But we cannot go rogue like this. There's too much life on Terra to not take it all into consideration. Life will sort itself out. It's survived you, hasn't it? Guilt enters the stage. Ah, fear. So you've resorted to using a human to find the fountain before we do. That was the plan, yes. <laughs> and how has that been working for you? Not that well, to be honest with you, Guilt. How are your attempts at finding it panning out? We have also run into difficulties. But nothing is won without hardships. We will clean up the mess you've made eventually. So what? You make a new world, then? One without you. Do you choose to redeem yourself beforehand and aid us, or do you fade into oblivion as the villain you've always been? If the world leaves me behind, then let the world leave me behind. I have shown them the path to this point. Let it be what it is. <laughs> Don't make this sound noble. You were always the biggest coward. 
If that human will lead us to the fountain, then she will be coming with us. Luna jumps in front of sorrow and guilt, poised to fight. You leave her be. So your new lover fights your battles for you, Fia. This is not you, Sorrow. You wish to help the inhabitants of Terra. I am helping them. I'm ending my need. This was always what I was trying to accomplish. Then you self-loathe. The only self-loathing emotion is you. For you have not the conviction to carry out your task nor put an end to it. I may not be sure of myself, but you will not take this young woman away with you. It would destroy her. So protector protects still. She trusted me, and I will not betray that trust. All on Terra trusted you, and you betrayed them all. What is one more life? The line in the sand, guilt. Fear now stands with Luna in defense of Olivia. Then so be it. Guilt engages Luna, while sorrow engages fear. Sorrow, I know well you're suffering. And I will find a way to end it. Don't bother. I can take care of myself. There is nothing for you to do but stand down. I have given the dwellers on Terra the ability to run or to fight. Now, as I myself face a challenge, I need to choose which suits me. I will not run from you, Sorrow. Instead, I will help you find your way back from this irrational state. Don't wax philosophical to me. It never aided me before, and it won't do so now. I myself came to this decision without you. I bore witness to the cries of the living and realized if I did nothing to end them, I would end up just like you. You always turned away from the cries of those who claimed to care about. How do you live with yourself ignoring those around you? I've ignored no one. Do you not understand? Everything that happens weighs on me heavily. You were blind to the weight you gave to others, to me and to the beings who call Terra their abode. Maybe I was blind to how I affected others. Maybe I was too self-absorbed, but I am trying to do better, to set things right. Try harder. We will return. Of that I am sure, Guilt. Una and Fear defeat Sorrow and Guilt. Sorrow and guilt go tumbling off stage. Looks like we won. Emotions can never die. They will be back. Even if that were not the case, there are no winners here. There's always something to glean from any moment in time and space. For instance, we made a pretty good team just now, don't you think? Yes. In combat, we fare well together. But combat will not settle this. Seeing sorrow like that, I can't help but wonder how I will react if we do find this fountain. Perhaps the others are correct. I have been blind and stubborn to all that I put on emotions and the living alike. I only saw myself in my own pursuits. You saw too little of yourself. That's the problem. You have power you don't even realize. If that were true, then Olivia wouldn't hate me and be so lost. I agreed to meet her out here to make amends, so I could help her understand all she had to offer beyond my interference. Maybe it's not you that needs to show her, but her that needs to show you. Lights fade down as Luna and Fear watch a sleeping Olivia. Act 2, Scene 6. Lights fade up. Luna and Fear sit by Olivia. The sun rises as the setting turns to day once more, 
Olivia rouses from her sleep. Here? How did you find me? My imaginary friend led me to you. I'm sorry for trying to use you. The fountain doesn't matter. I would not know what to do with it, even if I did find it. So what do you wish to do? For reals this time? Yes, I promise. I am being sincere. I think you're the first person to ask me what I wanted sincerely. Then it is an honor to be the first to know the answer to that question. Hmm. In that case, I want to be happy in life. You know, that might just actually make me happy for the first time in my existence. So let us find a way for that to come about. Beer holds out his hand, and Olivia tentatively takes it. They walk off stage together, and Luna follows them. Lights fade down. Act 2, Scene 7. Lights fade up on a scene of swirling colors. Olivia and Fear walk onto the stage. Olivia looks around in wonder and confusion. Where are we? We are inside your mind, Olivia. I thought it may be a more prudent way to go through your fears. You can get inside my head? How do you think I gave you fears in the first place? I don't know. I didn't really think about it, I guess. I guess I just figured magic or something. No entity has ever seen me enter their mind. But since you can see me in the world, then you can see me in here as well. So let us begin. When was the first time I reached out to your essence? Wait, if we're inside my thoughts, then won't my fears be able to, like, come after me? I will safeguard you. I don't know if I really trust you. That is understandable. So let me earn your trust by defending you now. Well, okay, I guess. So nothing can really hurt me in here, right? Nothing can physically harm you, because this isn't the physical plane. All right, but if anything comes, like, flying in my face or anything like that, I'm out. You will be fine. Just proceed. Okay, here it goes. The first fear I can remember was my parents yelling at me for falling off a rocking horse. Why would they do that? I guess me getting hurt scared them. They were just so angry, and I had no idea what I did wrong. Fear makes a motion like he is striking an opponent. They wanted you safe, just as I did. You were having fun on that rocking horse, so the only thing you realized was to be afraid of something that brought you joy. I'm scared to be in a relationship. I've never even been kissed. Fear once again makes a striking motion. I did not wish for you to be hurt, but now you know nothing of the feeling of intimacy. My mother and father, they were always yelling. I don't like people being mad at me. Fear makes a striking motion once more. And when my dad died, I couldn't save him from the sickness. My mom became worse, and everything I did upset her. Fear makes several striking motions. You lost your parents and your home. I couldn't protect you from any of this. And then, then there was the fear of drowning. I even dreamt I drowned once. So I I looked up how to swim and I taught myself in the stream by our house. Wait, you taught yourself how to swim because I made you afraid of drowning? Yeah. Aren't aren't you going to do your little punchy thing now? There is no need. You took care of that fear yourself. If you say so. 
Why didn't you do that with the other things? I mean, I did look up alcoholism and disease and stuff, but it didn't really help me. You know about all those? Sure. But what good does it do me? Oh, oh, and then, of course, I've always been afraid of the dark. The lights go out on the stage as fear does the striking motion. They quickly come back up, and now there is a small fountain to the side of the stage. Where did that fountain come from? How should I know? It's your mind. Yeah, but you brought me here. Fear goes over to inspect the fountain. Olivia follows. Could this be the fountain of life that Tara spoke of? Uh, Again, with this fountain business. Don't blame me. We are in your mind, after all. I did not mean for a fountain to show up. You have to admit, it does seem like a large coincidence, though. Curiosity walks on stage and up to the fountain. Coincidences are usually ways to explain away life shaking its own hand. Who are you? I'm Olivia. You forgot already? Many call me curiosity. So, you're an emotion? I'm thought like all things. Oh, oh, I see. You're talking to your imaginary friend again, aren't you? No, it's another emotion. Pardon me for not keeping your imaginary social group straight. Why haven't I met you before? Why we have not crossed paths, I cannot say. I have been here by the fountain. So this is the fountain of life? If that's what you would like to call it, feel free to do so. Do you always answer questions so vaguely like this? I don't think I've been vague at all, and I always answer questions. While you finish up your conversation with whoever, I'm just going to sit by the fountain and, you know, try and figure out why my life is so screwed up. Well, Curiosity, can you tell me what the Fountain of Life is doing inside this young woman's head? I did not place it here. I simply come because I like watching its flowing waters. Come, sit with the young lady and me. Try it for yourself. Olivia and Curiosity sit by the fountain as fear paces, trying to think. No, you need to be more forthcoming with me about all you know about this fountain. There are emotions trying to bend it to their will. (laughs) You cannot bend water. Surely you already know that it will always find a way to do what it wants to do. But what is the fountain? It's before you. Simply see it. But how do I protect it? (laughs) Are you asking me how to protect water? No, the fountain. Water is what makes a fountain. The rest is where the water goes. That's what makes it unique. They are still as they watch the fountain. Olivia, we need to get going. Sure. It was your idea to come here anyway. Fair wishes to the both of you. Fear, I do hope we cross paths again. And why do you say that? The humans have a funny little saying. Uh, Curiosity killed the cat. Somebody ought to keep that cat alive. Fear and Olivia walk off stage, leaving Curiosity sitting, gazing at the fountain. Lights fade down. Act 2, Scene 8. The lights fade up once more on the countryside during the day. Fear and Luna stand over Olivia, who is seated and blinks her eyes open. Wow, wow, that was trippy. I'm going to go talk to my imaginary friend. I will be right back. Whatever. 
freak. Fear takes Luna aside. So, how did it go? Was it any help? The fountain is inside her. Ain't that a twist? Although, if it's called the Fountain of Life, why wouldn't it be in life? Wait, did you know this all along? No, just saying it makes sense. So what are you going to do now that you have found it? I don't know. Are you going to let the others twist her all up, or are you going to defend her? I won't let them hurt her, of course, but maybe she does need a change. Well, you better decide quick, because here they come. Sorrow, resentment, anger, and guilt enter the stage. Give us the girl so we can find the fountain of life. I stand here and protect her. I do, too. If it's a rumble you want, then let's get on with it already. Luna and Fear struggle with the other four, while Olivia looks about, confused amidst the chaos. Fear? What on earth are you doing? Uh, I'm defending you. And what are you defending me against now? Other emotions. I'm not sure I know exactly what that means, but wasn't you trying to keep me safe what caused all of our problems in the first place? Like I said before, smart kid. Luna, you think you can hold them off for a bit by yourself? Oh, don't you worry. They haven't even begun to see my dark side yet. Luna postures and holds sorrow, anger, resentment, and guilt at one side of the stage, while fear goes over to speak with Olivia at the other side of the stage. Olivia, you are right. By trying to preserve you, I have tried to control that fountain we saw in your head, when I should have been working to preserve it. Do you ever make sense? You can handle so much more than I have given you credit for. I imagine that's the case for most life forms. You taught yourself to swim and sought knowledge to understand your fears. You survived disease, and I trust in you that you can survive what's about to occur. You're scaring me. What's going to happen to me? A wave of feelings. But it's not for me to stop them. It's for you to overcome them. Just then, Luna is grabbed by anger and holds her in a pose of threat like she is pointing a weapon at her. Don't make us hurt your new companion. Stand down. Won't be pretty. I am no damsel in distress. With that, Luna stomps on Anger's foot and breaks free of the hold and moves towards fear. I will stand down, but not because of your threats. This young woman does not know how to find the fountain of life. It exists in her head. You're deceiving us. I do not delude you. I just wish this to be done with. If you don't believe me, then check in her head for yourself. Fear steps aside from Olivia and gestures to entreat the others to approach Olivia. Sorrow, resentment, anger, and guilt approach Olivia tentatively. It wasn't a lie after all. The fountain is here. Olivia becomes distressed as anger, sorrow, guilt, and resentment encircle her. What's happening to me? It's okay. You're safe. Just tell me what you're feeling. I don't know if I can. I do know you can. We have nothing to fear. Easy for you to say. Why does everyone else always have it so easy? I can't stand everyone having fun and going about their business when I can't be carefree like them. I had no one looking out for me. 
I've tried so hard, but I'm so tired and I'm so alone. I'm right here. You can do this. I just want things to be different. Isn't it all my fault how things turned out? Am I doing something wrong? You are just finding your way to yourself. Keep going. No. No, it's not my fault. I survived it all. And it all led me to this point. So I don't need to worry about me. I'll be all right, whatever comes my way, because I've already made it through so much. It's who I am. I'm Olivia. Olivia looks surprised around her. She sees the others for the first time. Get away from me! Who are you people? You can see the others now? Yeah. Who are they? They're just old friends. You don't need to fear anymore. It didn't work! She pushed us out! Why couldn't we bend the fountain to our will? Maybe she's defective? Who are you calling defective? She is far from it. You did change the fountain. You let it flow stronger. Because that's what water does when you try holding it back. You're trying to trick us. Don't you see? Life cannot be controlled. That is unfeasible. But we'll be back once we figure this out. I have no doubt. Just as I have no doubts about Olivia or any of the life on Terra in handling you. Anger, guilt, resentment, and sorrow go to leave. Sorrow, wait. You are better than this, please. Life needs you as well. Can't you see that? Sorrow hangs back for a moment. I am done having the crap from life thrown in my face. And you have let your own sorrow overcome you. Maybe I have. So fight it. I am. So be careful of getting in my way. Sorrow leaves the stage. You can't help her. She will find her own way eventually, just as you did. I suppose you're right, Luna. What just happened? I'm so confused. It is nothing you need to concern yourself with, Olivia. Just remember what you said. You can handle anything. You have so much to offer this world after everything you've endured. I can try. I feel like I could forget it easily. Well, I'll be there to remind you, instead of blocking it from now on. You mean I still gotta put up with you? I'm afraid so. But at least now we truly see each other. Well, you're annoying. But I guess you have probably been the only constant in my life. From now on, it will be up to you how you want to address my messages. Really? What changed? I just learned how to go with the flow, is all. Come, I will walk with you back to your home. I'm going to let you two go on by yourselves. You still can't see Luna, can you? Who's that? The one you ran off with wasn't your imaginary friend? No, she is still with us. But now it is time for me to say goodbye to her. So if you will excuse me for one moment. Thank you, Luna, for all you've done. I didn't do much of anything. Perhaps a light touch was what was needed most. Tell me, will I see you again? We both spend time in darkness and in light, so I think the odds are good. It would be nice, though, if you remembered me next time we ran into each other. I believe that is very likely. Good. 
I always trusted you, fear. Glad you finally learned trust as well. Luna gives an affectionate gesture to fear before walking off stage. So, do you always talk to yourself? Or is that just something you do around me? <laughs> I was talking to the moon who came to aid us. So you're saying that instead of talking to yourself, you were talking to planets. I'm not sure if that's much better. I talk to Terra all the time. You talk to Earth all the time. Why are you so weird? I see there are still some things you need to learn. Hey, you would be surprised how much I already know, especially for someone my age. Actually, I don't think I would be anymore. Lights fade out as Olivia and Fear walk off stage. Yeah. Fear's Tribulation Fear is played by Joshua Howell. Olivia is played by Abigail Bardwell. Love is played by Gabe Castro. Pleasure is played by Stephen Sitko. Resentment is played by Andre DeSantis. Anger is played by Gail Liu. Guilt is played by Cam Smith. Sorrow is played by Kat Cushion. Terra is played by Amanda Lay Dameron. Luna is played by Valerie Stack Dodge. Curiosity is played by Mark Pittet. Narrated by Dan Rockwood. Written by Matthew Basil. Produced by Josh Berkey and Kat Cushion. Directed by Matthew Basil and Josh Berkey. Music by Mallory Jameson and Purple Planet. Links to both are below.